Atoado, you're under surveillance. This is The Last Dan, and on this episode, we're breaking down Ghana's 3-2 loss to Portugal in their first match of the 2022 World Cup. Now, before the match, I saw the starting lineup, and I was disgusted by it. And I have the proof. I have text messages and multiple chats breaking down how I felt about the starting lineup. I have a preview article on worldsoccertalk.com talking about the team, and my emphasis was on Ato Ado, the head coach, because he's already announced that this is his first and last World Cup with us. He wants to focus on his career in Germany with Borussia Dortmund as a talent coach, you know, doing his thing, helping young players develop. Maybe he wants to be a club manager right now. We don't know, but we know he doesn't want to be an international coach. And he's tanking already because this starting lineup, you know, last week Ghana beat Switzerland 2-0. They played with a 4-2-3-1. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe he wants to be more courageous and play with a back four because I assumed when he acquired Tariq Lamptey, you know, to switch nationalities from England to Ghana, and when uh, Mohamed Salisu was convinced to play for Ghana. Salisu is a left-footed center back, so I thought, oh, okay, maybe a back five. But most of the time, they were still using a back four during their preseason, you know, warm-up, friendlies, all that. So to come with the back five, I was like, oh, okay, he did go with it. But having Baba Rahman, that waste man who's been on loan six, seven years, why? Gideon Mensah has been balling for Ghana, and you Bench him for for Baba Rahman. Right back. You start. I have to look up his first name because I was calling him up. Yeah, Alidu Saidu. Hey, what bone? I can't believe it. You were terrible. You were the worst player on the pitch. Couldn't cross the ball. Stupid fouls, making noise, bad runs, not being able to track the left wing. It was terrible. And even, yeah, Baba Rahman. You gave. Where were you when uh, Jao Felix scored? Ghost. Ah, how does Saidu start over Lamte? If you, like I said, if you want a attacking wing back Lamte, or if you want a more balanced player that hey he can attack, but he's very good defensively, can also help with build up play. Go with Dennis Adore. He's been balling for Club Bruges in the Champions League, and you go with Saidu. Now we already know. Uh, Walcott, our starting goalkeeper, Joe Walcott, he's out. He got hurt, has the finger injury. Ziggy was playing. He did decent. He wasn't bad at all. The back three, Juku, Amarte, Salasus, what you would expect. But, you know, in the 62nd minute, a controversial penalty was given to uh, Portugal. Cristiano Ronaldo was fouled in the penalty box by Salisu. Initially, I thought it was a foul. I thought... You know, Salisu was late to the ball, just a tight, a slight second. Cristiano was there first. Salisu tried to, you know, make a play. It was some slight contact, and Cristiano fell. I was like, hey, it's a foul. A lot of people are saying it's a flop. My dad said it's a flop. I got uncles saying it's a flop. I got aunts, cousins. Everybody's saying it's a flop. Maybe it was a fl- No, no, not even a flop. That It wasn't a penalty. Cristiano flopped. We can all agree on that. Was it a penalty? Eh, yeah, but it was very soft, very soft. 
Um, a lot of people were wondering why there was no VAR. Uh, let me try to find it. ESPN has an article posted by their general editor, Dale Johnson. It's a, you know, a series they have where they analyze every VAR decision. And um, based on this was, the VAR was done quickly by U.S. referee Armando Villarreal. Replays showed that Ronaldo definitely got to the ball ahead of Salisu before there was contact on the Portugal striker's boot and upper body. Even though this could certainly be considered a soft penalty, we have to look at it in VAR terms. It would not be seen as a clear and obvious error by match referee and fellow American Ishmael al Oh, so two American boys, huh? And you know Ghana and America, we have Plex. We've played each other in the World Cup three times, and Ghana has won twice. The U.S. has won one. As y'all know, I like to call myself an American Ghanaian because y'all hear my accent. I was born and raised in America. I love this country. But when it comes to soccer, it's Ghana only, okay? Black stars only. The only thing I'm passionate and still geeked up about in sports is the Ghana national team, the men Ghana's national team, and Arsenal Football Club. So, you know, hey, I think it was a penalty. It was very soft. It was very R&B when Cristiano was getting subbed off. The referee was rapping to him, dapping, laughing, escorting him off the pitch. It was disgusting. So, yeah, it was some propaganda involved. I'll hear that. But like I said, it was shaky from the beginning. That starting lineup wasn't good at all. I also thought Daniel Kofi Kyrie should have been starting to give, you know, a more box-to-box feel instead of two defensive midfielders with Abdul Samed and Partey. Kudus was trying to be more aggressive. He was playing deeper. He was making good runs, trying to make key passes, but, you know, it wasn't working earlier in the first half. After Cristiano scored, Ghana finally woke up. Dede Ayu scored a nice counterattack. Ball stolen by Kudus on the left flank. Crosses it. Dede Ayo makes a great run. Tap in. Beautiful. Shortly after, Atoado is at it again with his tricks. He subs off our captain. And our Mr. Clutch scored Dede Ayu and puts on his little brother, Jordan. For what? Rubbish. Also, he takes off Kudus and puts on Osman Bukhari, who did play very well. He tried to put the country on the back. Like my man, Jalof, a.k.a. Quissy said, man. But, hey, man. This, how do you sub off Kudus and sub off Dede Ayu? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why did you finally sub off Saidu, but you leave Baba Rahman? I don't understand. I don't understand. When you see how aggressive teams like Saudi Arabia played against Argentina, how Japan played against Germany, you got to have heart in this competition. We already know we don't have the most talent. We're the youngest team in the World Cup, but we have a lot of good players. They were playing well going into this, you know, a couple of friendlies. They were playing well, especially last week against Switzerland, 2-0. Baba Rahman did start in that match, and maybe that should have let me know he would start this week. But I don't understand, man. I think this is a loss on Ato Ado's bald head. I'm bald as well, so I can say that. But you're under surveillance, bro. This is a match... We definitely could have, it should have been a draw at least. And maybe we could have won if you play a better starting lineup. 
If you want to play with a back five, fine. But why are your best wing backs on the bench? I don't understand. Why are you trying to have... If you want to play Kudus that deep, why not bring someone else like Kofi, Daniel Kofi Kyrie so they can play together? Box to box, let Partey be the single pivot. You got a back three already. You need two DMs? What is that? Hey, man, I don't understand. Uh, hey, hopefully we do better on the next match. Before the tournament, I was, you know, they people tell me that I'm very pessimistic. I just try to be a realist. Maybe I need to be delusional like everybody else and say, oh, we did good. Trying to take more victories. No, this is a L. I'm not happy with this. This is a game in our hands and we didn't want it. Playing a back five, fine. But two DMs in front of it, what is that? I dang. Hey, man. This is the last Dan. I'll highlight y'all later, man. Y'all stay blessed. Thought I was gone. <laughs> I got to talk about the end of the match. I almost forgot. That's how ticked off I am. I almost forgot. We almost had a chance to, you know, draw the match. Uh, you know, Liao scored in the 80th minute. I don't know where Lamte was. He was pushed up so high. Liao one touch. I think it might have been his first touch in the game. Beautiful goal. Mike Say calls him a generational talent. I don't know, but he's a special player with a lot of upside. Hopefully he reaches it. In the 89th minute, Osman Bukhari, hey, he played well. He was on fire, man. His brother plays for Red Star. He's been doing decent in the Europa League. But, hey, he came on and he was on smoke. The header he scored was beautiful in the 89th minute. At the one of the very last moments of the match, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot his celebration. He did the Cristiano suit. Cristiano wasn't pleased with that. Uh, Lampte did have a nice opportunity to, you know, get an equalizer. He had a cross for Antoine Samiru. It was a little over, but it was tough. And then the best chance we had for real was when Bukhari on some ghost man shit. He was behind Portugal goalkeeper Diego Costa. Caught him slacking, stole the ball, but he slipped as soon as he won the ball and he wasn't able to get a shot off. But yeah, we could have, that would have been a sick draw. But yeah, this was definitely the most exciting match so far in the opening stages of the World Cup. <sighs> when we had it in our hands, we let Cristiano Ronaldo go. He got away with it. He's the first male to have, uh, to score in five World Cups. Should have had a hat trick for real. He geeked a couple chances earlier. Should have had four goals for real. He geeked one chance earlier because his touch was too heavy. Then he didn't hit a header properly. Then he tried to do a flick when a nice shot around the keeper. He didn't want to round the keeper, try to flick it, trying to do Messi's, you know, signature goal. Not gonna be able to do it. So yeah, it could have been it could have been more goals, but three two. <sighs> I don't know, man. Going into the next match, there's a lot of adjustments. Uh, next, we play South Korea. We should beat South Korea. They had a nil-nil draw against Uruguay, so they're formidable. Son, playing with a mask on his face, get physical with him. Not too crazy. Let's go try to get three points next match, all right? All right, now I'm gone this time. Y'all stay blessed. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Can't leave the pod alone. The game needs me. <laughs> it's my second time. Added more to the pod. 
Uh, man, this this episode was live, actually, but then I took it down just to add this little snippet at the end. I've been watching it 50,000 times. Yeah, all right. Everybody is right. Cristiano definitely flopped. That wasn't a penalty. On the episode, I said it was a soft penalty. Nah, that's not a penalty, bruh. That was very R&B. Cristiano, you know, we all know he's a superstar. Superstars get calls in all sports. He's the most famous athlete in the world, fighting for a new contract in his last World Cup, most likely. He wanted that goal. He's the first man uh, to score in five straight World Cups or just five World Cups, period. That goal was illegal, though. All the real goals he could have scored, he huffed it. But the Banduli gore, the Bandulu goal he had, yeah, he got it. So, see, I can't even speak right now. My voice is getting hoarse. Yeah, man, y'all, y'all be good. Y'all be safe out there. Cristiano, flop boss. <sighs> it is what it is. But I told Ado, you're still a geeker. You're still under surveillance. All right, I'm out for real this time, I think. I hope. Be safe out there.